This is the Douglas Robin Show. Hi, folks. Long time no seer here. I apologize for the delay. I've needed some to deal with some things over the last few months, and um, it has caught my attention. So I feel like I'm uh, through the jungle of that, if you will, and can get back. Uh, for putting out podcasts and uh, putting out writings. Should be finishing a piece uh, soon called Gaia's Revenge about the Earth um, creating uh, a virus, if you will. Uh, Anyway, this is Douglas Robbins' Den of Discussion number 12 uh, at the dozen point, not a baker's dozen. It's a good old-fashioned dozen. So I wanted to discuss something that's really near and dear i think to all of us and uh, and that is suffering and the question is do we need to suffer um as a writer for many years i i thought i did need to suffer even sought it out sought out pain as my saying goes pain never disappoints um but it keeps us stuck uh whereas love on the other hand we might not always trust it because of past suffering. So we stay away from that possibility of being injured further. But the truth is we also are staying away from love. So pain will keep us stuck wherever we are. And that is until we we deal with pain. So um, I want to discuss suffering, good and bad suffering. So the question was, do we need to suffer? Well, that's sort of a loaded question in itself. So, you know, we all pick up injuries, sufferings, beliefs when we're children. It's just a part of being human. And we're not really aware enough of the world to interpret a lot of events. So if someone responds to us poorly, like a, a father or a parent or um, we might assume it has something to do with us. Maybe the guy or parent is quiet or just wants some space. It has nothing to do with us. But nevertheless, so we create these sufferings and we take those with us. Um, so for instance, before I even entered school as a child, I was done for. I was afraid of the world, afraid of my shadow. Um, I was afraid of anyone seeing me for who I was and uh, putting myself out there. So if I had been called up to the stage or to the front of the class or something fairly innocuous um, to read, I I was shuddering. My heart was seizing. I couldn't breathe um, all because of judgment. We're all learned to fear judgment, condition and judgment. And so, you know, as a child, you, we learn based on reactions to, you know, from typically the adults or the people that are sort of our support system around us, because we we don't know anything else other than looking out to the world to see who we are. So if we are rejected or stymied or or, um, 
put down time and time again. That's stupid. You're wrong. You know, as a child, we, we develop very slowly. It takes many years. So obviously, if you're in that conditioning environment, well, that's probably what you're going to take with you into the world. So is suffering necessary? Well, suffering is a part of life. However, is holding on to that suffering, that belief necessary? Well, that's what we're going to dive into a little deeper here. So um, suffering is more or less trapped emotional energy. So it is essentially trapped consciousness. Bad suffering is starts with a thought that leads to an emotion, that leads to a belief, and that usually leads to actions. So if you're in a crappy relationship, it's probably because of some trapped emotion that you feel like you're not good enough to move forward, not good enough, you know, no one's going to love you, you're damaged, whatever the fear is. This is now the brain pushing back and saying, no, you're not good enough. But the brain doesn't know anything. It just simply knows what you're telling it. And that's where the beliefs come in. So this is bad suffering, right? We, we hold on to this. We repeat the same crap time and time again. No, I can't do this. No, I'm not worthwhile. No one will love me. No one, you know, this and that. No, I'm not, not good enough. I'm going to stay in the shadows in pain. Well, this is very bad suffering that plagues us. It plagues the mind. It plagues our consciousness. It plagues our days and our nights. And it plagues our relationships, our career choices the way we interact with people, the way we filter information, the way we filter events, the way we filter friendships. So it is through this that we see the world. It is through this, so we see the world through that external eye, the way we're looking into the world, but it also is through how we see ourselves. And so this is, this is bad suffering. This is suffering that keeps us stuck, and in terrible pain. And this is also where the fight or flight mechanism um, gets triggered. For instance, I've recently had something at work that I ripped into a woman uh, who I thought was up to no good. I thought she was trying to manipulate something essentially to get money out of me. Um, and it turned out that I was wrong. It was now it was a little questionable what she was up to. But my uh, defense mechanism, um, through that filter of someone's up to get me, someone wants something from me, somebody wants something that they're trying to take away something from me. And so I kind of uh, accused her in a sense of that. Without using those words, I was accusing her. But really it was because I couldn't process the moment properly. I was too busy being triggered and activated. And so then you have the cortisol levels. The cortisol levels are the fight or flight mechanism. And so what happens most of the time is people seek pleasure to avoid pain, right? We're afraid of what might happen. That's a fear uh, or, the, or what we, has already happened. And then we have the desire of something that we want to happen. But it's usually that we're not in that in the moment because we're too busy being afraid of something of the past or of the future or that release of that pain 
wanting some desire. So what, what happens is we usually seek um, to release that, do drugs, uh, get out of a relationship, run from a job, run from a situation, because the, the, that trapped emotion is haunting us. That trapped emotion that triggers that fight or flight, um, that adrenaline starts pumping, we start getting that, that fight on, um, of we're gonna do battle here, but the truth is we're not doing battle with the person in front of us, we're doing battle with the crap that's already in us. And these are the things that we need to address and move on from. And then you have the opposite side, the brain says, well, run. Well, running isn't much of an answer because it doesn't resolve anything. It gets us out of that panicked state. It gets us away from the lion at the door. But the truth is we have created the lion at the door. The lion at the door is within us. And so if we are trying to accomplish anything of value, we are going to be stopped in our tracks every time, even if we run, quit this job, quit this relationship, run from this situation, whatever it is, it's not healed. That trapped energy is still there. That trapped consciousness is still there. The cortisol levels are going to keep skyrocketing every time something gets near it. And so we have to sit with these things. We have to heal these things. We have to surrender to the moment. And this is where meditation can come in. Zen can come in. Any number of practices. But we have to sit with the moment to free ourselves from this past. Because, yes, suffering is terrible. Do we need to suffer? Well, not permanently. But we will suffer permanently unless we can free ourselves from this imprisonment. From those beliefs, from those emotions, from those patterns of thought, becoming emotions, becoming beliefs, becoming actions. But on the other hand, there's good suffering. And the good suffering is when we decide to make change. We can change um, the brain, the neurotransmitters will fire uh, new wiring. Uh, watch anything with Dr. Joe Dispenza. You can fire and wire new wiring, basically creating new beliefs, new ideas, new perspectives. So good suffering is when we put ourselves out there. We ask that girl out. We go for that job. We get out of We take that risk and get out of a shitty relationship. Well, when, when I came to New York with my wife, we had nothing. We had enough to rent a house for one month. Uh, we had no money. We had no savings besides that. Um, all intents and purposes, nobody should have rented a house to us. Uh, it was a very tough area to find a house. We had no, I did not have a job. My wife did not have a job. We came here and essentially on that gut instinct of just listening to that. And we took what would appear to be a big risk. Within a week, I had an interview. Within a month, I had the job. And at that same end of the month, we had still had no money and we had, already spent everything. We had no money for food to feed the children, even the credit cards, everything we had was maxed out. 
Well, the company I started working for sent us a check for that first week, even though I hadn't even started, but because of the, the pay schedule was it what was it was what it was, it paid us that first week and saved the day. Nobody would I've never heard of that in my life with someone paying me before I even started the darn job. So good suffering is putting yourself out there. You know, if you don't put yourself out there, the answer is no all the time. Every time the answer is going to be no. Just want to read something from, from, from David Goggins, who many of you might know. He's considered by many to be the toughest man on the planet. He's, he's such an inspiration, badass dude. But he was at one time 300 pounds, totally lost, had come from a, a terribly abusive family. His father would... would, would beat him and his mother, um, and his mother at some point left. They had nothing, but again, this is a good suffering. You're, you're pushing through to get to that other side of the suffering. So David Goggins, he's an ex-Navy SEAL, ultra-marathon runner. He's the author of a book called Can't Hurt Me. Just a brilliant, inspiring man. Um, so I'm going to read some of his quotes because it is absolutely true uh, what he says. So without friction, there is no growth. Meaning, if you don't deal with that crap inside of you, you're never going to move forward. You're not going to get to the other side of it. Even, even if you want it, you look out your window at it going, oh, I really deserve to be there. You're not going to make it until you sit with it in the present moment. That's what starts freeing it, liberating you from it. On the other side of suffering is greatness. On the other side of suffering is greatness. And it's absolutely true because once you get past it, all those fears, all those voices pushing back, they don't matter anymore. What matters is you. What matters is your service to the world. You, what matters is your spirit, your broader self is what matters. On the other side of suffering is greatness. And he says we must go to the dark side. There is light found there. And that's all that trap stuff. Fear of what other people think shackles the mind, he says. Win the war in your head, and you will win the peace, and you will find the peace. So, and I'll, I'll say one other thing. Another person I love, Brene Brown. Many of you have probably seen her from TED Talks. And she's interviewed Navy SEALs and, and you know, dealt, dealt with a lot of research on the subject, and she always deals with courage. and the Navy SEALs, she had asked, she said, well, there's no courage without fear. And so even when she's talking to the Navy SEAL group, it was understood that, of course, there is no fear. There's no courage without fear. And so we all have things drive us that... that person inside trying to get out, the writer, the artist, whatever you might be. I see so many people that you would have no idea who they are on the inside, who that truth is on the inside. They do whatever for work. They do whatever for life. They're, they're you know, paying the bills for their kids, whatever it is, but there's a truth in there. And for me, it's the writing. For me, it's the speaking. For me, it's communicating information. 
So someone could say, well, Doug, who the hell are you to have this video, this, um, this blog? You're not a psychologist. You're not a neuroscientist. No, and I don't need to be. It's the same nitwits that say, oh, you know, uh, whomever shouldn't have an opinion on politics. We all have, our, have the right to have opinions on whatever information, whatever we're interested in. So you shouldn't have an opinion if you don't have any facts or information. Then it's just a judgment. And, and so to get back to it, the way to free ourselves our consciousness, our abilities, is to go back to that trapped energy. Because we must sit with it. It is in the present moment it is happening. It is a gift that is being given to us. When I had that lady, when I yelled at her, I realized I was a bit of an ass. And I called her and apologized. And she accepted my apology. And that we're all just trying to get through here. We're all trying, we all need each other. We all rely on each other. We all interact with each other. But this was an opportunity for me to acknowledge this stuff, this pain, this feeling that someone was going to take something from me. You know, it's like if you're driving down the street and you start yelling at the car because the car in front of you, because they're going six miles an hour slower than you'd like to go, it has nothing to do with the car. It has to do with you, and they're tapping into something inside of you. Control is usually what it comes down to, loss of control. You want to get somewhere, they're in the way, they're blocking it, right? I wanted to control the situation. That's why I yelled at her. I was already on the defensive, on the attack. She wasn't on the attack. She was just trying to help someone and didn't know any better. So... This is how we all move forward. There's a lot of anger and hatred out there right now. But that stuff is just trapped emotion. Right? It doesn't make sense. Anyone can really hate anyone. You could hate someone if they killed your family or something. But a skin color? No, that, that, you know, that makes no sense, right? There's no warranting of you can hate because of some skin. There's only hate when there's deep pain and it only looks like hate because you're so in pain you can't see but we all need to sit with this this is how the world moves forward how we get closer to our dreams how we fulfill love i will leave you at that thank you it's good to be back i hope all is well out there i know it's a tough world in this new normal uh but we do the best we can and let's try to take care of it each other as best we can. Have a great day, guys. Thank you for listening to the Douglas Robbins Show. To find out more about Douglas and his books, check out douglasrobbinsauthor.com.